Lord, you are so good. You're making it so much more simple for us to just be in your presence and worship you and bring us back to the simplicities and the principles of your word and what it means to follow you, what it means to be who we are as a church, Lord. So I pray that this word that you have given me, Father, will fall on ears that will be open to hear what you are saying, Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord, that you will speak um, to us and, and even change our understanding uh, and our limited knowledge on what it means to build one another up and what it means to even prophesy, Lord, because it is about your spirit bringing us to that place of worship to you and giving you our worship and you having your way in us. So, Lord, we thank you. You are so good. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your blood. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It's crazy how <laughs> the Holy Spirit, like, I find it amazing the way he moves. And I won't be able to preach um, everything that I wrote down, maybe for another time. I'll just get to kind of like the meat or the heart of it. But um, today, since last week, I think, when Dan preached, um, and going into this week, it's just been about encouraging the church and building up the church, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's just profound to me how we get to this service and we're prophesying, which is literally what 1 Corinthians 14 is actually about. Because it's about building up the church. Uh, so for, for that to happen, and, and no one knew what I was preaching today at all. So it just, it just shows me what God, what I feel like God is trying to get into our hearts and get us to focus on him and how he moves by his spirit. Because the world is so in, in so desperate need of hope. And I'm so glad Hesh shared that um, because it's true. I mean, even in my field, the people that... I see are in desperate need of hope because they don't know who they are and they don't know what they're searching for, but they're searching, you know. And even here, I thought about Abby and the, the field that she's in. I just want you to know, Abby, I feel like the, the spirit of the Lord is really upon you. I feel like even, I kept thinking of David and because what kept coming to my mind is how different you are from your family. And I thought about David and all of his siblings were so different from him. And David was the one worshiping. He was worshiping God. And we all love the story when David gets to the giant and slays him, but David had to go through those processes of worshiping him when no one was watching worshiping him when the bear came to try to take the sheep and he slayed the bear but no one saw it worshiping him when the lion came and he slayed the lion but no one was looking but it didn't matter to david because his heart was for oh man his heart was for god 
and and I can see your heart is so for him. I saw you just your head bowed and you know behind the curtains and all the way to the back like you got the front row, you got everything happening in the front but then you go behind the curtains and you see what's happening back there but then you go behind the stage and you see what's happening back there but then you keep going and you're in that place but your heart is so for him. You're not trying to be seen. You're not trying to be recognized. You just want to be where God wants you to be. And I see God putting and taking you to the next level of worship where God is actually showing you and displaying you to the people that he, that he loves and to the hearts of people for them to see this is what it looks like to worship me. And I also see you in a place where you're leading the field that you're even in right now because even through these stages that you're going through in these seasons, I see God giving you wisdom for the field that you're in because you're going to take worship in ways into the field that has never been even remotely thought about. Because you, and you're going to know that it's coming from God because man can't come up with what God is going to give you. And I know I can see you writing these things of how to approach different people with these things and these issues and these emotional breakdowns and these mental hurdles. And you're going you're gonna to write things that other people who are more qualified than you are going to look at it and say, wow, how come I never thought of this? And you are going to give God the glory because you know God has designated you and purposed you in this field for this very reason. You're bringing hope into something that is not about an approach. It is not about how you cope with things. It is a hope to break through. And when you break through, you're going to prophesy into that. And when you do that, you're going to see people built up from what God is doing and what he's giving you in your life. Your life is a testimony that is happening right now. So hold on to that. Yes, it's trying. It's tough. You might even say to yourself, why me? Why am I going through all of this? Why am I dealing with all of these issues around me? But God is preparing you and his purpose in you is far greater than what you could imagine. Just as David was sitting, his purpose for him was far greater than what he would have ever thought. But God chose him to be the king. <sighs> So I hope that means something to you. But I had to get that out. But that's what this is about. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. I'm just going to read starting at verse 1. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. Now, brothers, if I come to, to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? If even lifeless instruments such as the flute or the harp do not give distinct notes, how will anyone know what is played? And if the bugle gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? 
So with yourselves, if with your tongue you utter speech that is not intelligible, how will anyone know what is said? For you will be speaking into the air. There are doubtless many different languages in the world, and none is without meaning. But if I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker a foreigner to me. So with yourself, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. And if I can jump down to verse 20, brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but your thinking be mature. In the law it is written, by people of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners will I speak to this people. And even then will not even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. Thus tongues are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. While prophecy is a sign not for unbelievers, but for believers. If therefore the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues and outsiders or believers enter, will they not say you are out of your, out of your minds? But if all prophesy, and an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed. And so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. Wow. I really don't have the time to go through all of this, but I will get to the part because... So in reading this, I love reading the whole scripture in context and even the whole book. I even went back and read 1 Corinthians. It's so good to get the right habit in reading the word of God, guys, because you get the full picture of what's happening. And, but I, I don't have time to go through all of what Paul was talking about. It's many things he deals with with the Corinthians and with the things that they were going through. Division, sexual immorality, uh, idolatry, um, understanding what love really is and what it looks like and how it should be practiced. And relationships, uh, whether it's marriages and being single, all of these things he deals with. But then he gets to the part when he's talking about desiring spiritual gifts. And he, un he breaks down what love is and he tells them, pursue this. And with everything, desire the spiritual gifts that God gives you. But, or not but, especially prophecy that you will build up the church. See, that's the point point is, and he's telling the Corinthians, they're meeting together, he's telling them all of these other things, dealing with the flesh, dealing with the natural man, that is not who you are. Like, it goes back to what Dan was talking about last week, our identity being in him. And he even breaks that down in chapter two when he's talking about the cross. And the wisdom of this world is confounded because the foolishness of Christ, which is the cross, which is the cross, which is the cross of Jesus Christ crucified. The foolishness of God is how the world is, is, is delivered, if you will. So it is actually about the wisdom of the world. They are stumbled. They are hindered. They, they don't know what's happening because God chose to use the cross, which displays humility at the ultimate level. Whereas the wisdom of the world, especially in that area, was all about the pride of man. 
So we have to actually be comfortable with being known as the foolishness of Christ. We, we have to be comfortable in knowing and being really happy with our identity coming from the kingdom, coming from heaven. Because if we're comfortable with that, the wisdom of the world won't be able to understand why is this person so humble? Why are they treating life in a way where they can e easily be defending themselves? They can easily come with an intelligible answer. What they're talking about is the cross. That makes no sense. But that is the very thing that Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. We don't have the position to try to draw people with our intelligible thinking. We have to be comfortable with drawing people by the Spirit of God. And that's where prophecy comes in. Because when we prophesy, we're prophesying according to the Spirit of God. And the things that we focus on prophecy is encouragement, exhortation, strengthening, building one another up. And even when that word consoling, it talks about how we get around the people and console them, but we're consoling them in the way that we learn how to speak life into them, that they will be strengthened in the, in the dark and grievous times that they're going through right now. We have some people, even in our church right now, that are going through some hard times. But we have to console them. We have to speak life into them because we have to build up the church. That's actually our function. That's on us. Yes, Jesus builds his church, but he gave us the authority by what, what Paul is saying here. When you speak, when you desire the spiritual gifts, desire that you will prophesy because that is what builds up the church. So I'll quickly focus on the few verses here. Verse four, the one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. And as I was saying, it's for encouragement, it's for upbuilding, it's for consolation. I, when I think of certain people, even last week, this is a prime example because everything should be done in order, but this is a prime example of what happened last week. After Dan's word, Courtney came up to me and she had a word for Brad, which I thought was amazing. But the way she did it was such an order because she wanted to speak the word that God had given him, given her for him that would have been encouraging. I asked, what is the word? She told me and I was just like, wow, let's go. Let's go and say it to him because he needs to hear it. And sure enough, she went over there. She said exactly everything that she told me. And I asked Brad, did it resonate with him? Was it, was it encouraging? He said, absolutely. That's what it means to build the church. Something that simple, but that's what, and, and I'm telling you right now, the heart that Brad has is absolutely incredible the things that he is facing the things that he is dealing with to see this man come every single week because he knows his hope is in the place where God meets us and his hope is in him and when he's here he is encouraged I hear from him during the week he is encouraged by what God is doing with us as a church how many more people out there that don't know him that are hopeless that are desperate that are in deep depression and we as the church have to be ready not to just say, hey, okay, we'll be ready when they come. No, we have to be prophesying now. We have to be living this life out now. Because at the end of the verse, at verse 24, when unbelievers come, 
when those outsiders come, and I truly believe Paul wasn't saying this just to be saying that there was an expectation to, to have when it came to people who didn't know Christ to come into the house of God. There was an expectation. You have to remember and know that the church of God in Corinth was a happening place. Like, this was a happy, this wasn't a city that nothing was going on. This wasn't a city that was in the desert. This was a city that business, commerce, uh, military, sports, everything was happening in this place. Everything. But the church can't be built by what's happening around it. Does that make sense? The church can't be built by the, the, the connections you can have in business. Yeah, we want to bring that into the church. And we want to bring sports into the church because we got to build this brand here so the church will be known just as business and military. We got to make sure people know that we're here. That's not how the church is built. The church is built by the Spirit of God. So this is a prime place where everything is happening. And Paul does not mention one thing about going and networking. He tells the people here, prophesy. So when unbelievers come, when outsiders come, what does it say? That they will hear and their hearts will be exposed to God. And they will fall on their face and worship. So you already know it's not an exposing that brings condemnation and guilt and causes them to run. It's an exposing that the kindness of God draws them to repentance. And they will know that God is with us because what? They will worship God. And Jesus already says no one comes to the Father. And when, when he says those that will worship the Father will worship him in spirit and in truth. So when those outsiders and unbelievers come and they fall on their face and start to worship, it is because God has revealed to him. It is because God has revealed to them who he is and his kindness and his love because he sees their hearts. And they know God sees everything through prophetic words, through even prophecy, even in the message. This is the time to be prophesying life and exhorting one another and building up one another. This is what Paul is saying to them. He does not tell them, grab who you can grab in business and get their networking and get their influences and get whoever they are and bring them into the, streamline them into the church so we can have a system here and so that we can have a brand. It's the scripture. It's the word. He tells them, focus. If you want to see the manifestations of the spirit, excel in building up the church. Not in a way where it's a natural feel. Not in a way where it relies on your intelligence, but in a way where it relies completely on the Holy Spirit and prophesying life, exhorting, upbuilding, consoling, all of these things so that people will know I am with you. You have to do that. We have to do that. And we should. This is the time more than ever to now do that. So many of us, I'm all of us, really, all of us, and we're fighting through it, whether it's been, uh, the majority of it has been COVID, but COVID has exacerbated all of the other things that we're dealing with, all of the grief that we're trying to get through, all of the just hardness of life and this not working and that not working, and it's caused a lot of us to just become discouraged. 
It's a fight to try to come every week. Like, who would have thought that? Just coming to church every week is like, oh, really? And some weeks, we can't make it. That's fine. It's not about being legalistic. It's about the spirit of it. It's about what the enemy has done to try to desensitize us for what it means to even fellowship and gather together and be encouraged. Even those at home right now, I know it can be much easier to watch online. And I understand the, the life. Like, I have a family and three kids. And, like, I get it. But this is the time to be so in a place where we are ready to encourage everyone around us. Because if we can get there, if we can be that, then those coming in will feel the love of God. Families will feel restored. Hearts that are broken will feel safe again. Those that are in deep depression will realize there is hope. We, as the church, can only be the light and the salt of the earth. There is no other entity that God has established that will be the salt of the earth. That's really it. That's really it. Worship team, come back. That's, this, this, is, this is us. We as the church, like all of us, not just leadership not just certain people he's he's writing this to every person in the church at corinth this is a letter for every person there as the church this is what you ought to be doing this is what will build up the church you have to use what you've been given by the spirit of god and if you want to see the manifestations of the spirit in, even in healing even in joy coming in the house even in salvation all of the manifestations of the spirit you have to be willing to build up the church and not just willing you have to excel at this like we have to get good at this we have to get good at building people up at being encouraging I see Sam in the way he I mean <laughs> I don't want to say half but he, the people that are some of the people that are in our church right now is because Sam has presented himself in a way where he is gravitating people to the house of God like to the church to the people of God he speaks life into people he's encouraging he's upbuilding and when you see people come it's like man wow even going to to, to Bali Bali will be the same way I mean even even at our worship night on Friday Emily over here was prophesying over Bali and over Jakarta and over Melbourne and was like whoa it's powerful it's awesome because it was so encouraging and uplifting and what what the church in Bali with Edwin and Bebear what they're going to do is going to be incredible not because of them but because of their willingness to be in a place where God will speak through them and move through them and the light is going to cause an expo explosion in Bali Bali life is going to be explosive from the onset from the beginning it won't take momentum it will happen from the beginning because God wants to move and all he needs are hearts to do so it's the same here we're here 
Let's position ourselves to be people that want to excel in building up the church because we can't help but see the manifestations of the Spirit if we do so. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. You're so great. You're so great, Father. We declare your greatness over everyone here today, Father. I just pray. I pray, Lord, that you will just prick our hearts, Lord, that you will shake us, that you will grab our hearts, Lord, and that this word will sink deeply into us, Lord, that we will realize it is not about what we do. It is about what we allow you to do through us, that we will move aside and get away from what we feel like we're capable of doing, what we feel like we're able to do, and realize the church is built by your spirit. And I pray, Father, every single person here will really get the heart of this message, that we will be a church that will build up, Lord, those that are at home, those that are struggling, those that have, haven't even come back because of what has happened just in the last two and a half years and just don't feel like they can face life, you know, the way they used to, feel struggle, feel bogged down with so many things happening, Lord. We just pray breakthrough over them right now, Father. We pray, Lord, that they will feel your hope again, Lord, that they will step into new life, Lord, that they will step into the resurrected life that you've given them. We pray, Lord, that the depression that's hanging over your people, Father, will be removed, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We confuse the strategy of the enemy right now, Lord, and we pray that your people will come back with arms open, with hands out, Lord, hearing and wanting to hear from you, Lord, that they will be strengthened again, Lord Jesus. Strengthen them in the midnight hour, Father. Give them dreams, dreams of who they are, dreams of who you've purposed them to be, Lord. Give them a vision of who you've purposed them to be, Lord. The desires of their heart you have not forgotten, Lord. Remind them of who they are in you. And remind them of what you're doing through them, Lord. And give them the boldness and the courage that comes from your spirit. Not that comes from man, Lord, but that comes from your spirit. To step out on the water again and come to you Lord Jesus you said if all who come to me those who are heavy laden I will give them rest our rest is not in trying to figure out how to get and unplug from things sure that's important but our rest is actually as your people in you so I pray right now those who are watching and even us here Lord Jesus that we will be deeply encouraged by what you have spoken today deeply encouraged by prophetic words whether it was to us directly or to others and and in that we were encouraged to even hear it lord we pray that you will build us up because we want to see the manifestations of your spirit and we want to excel in building up your people lord have your way in us worship you and we expect just as you just as Paul wrote Lord we expect those that are coming from off the streets those who don't know you those who feel like they're on the outside of you to come in and hear the prophetic word and hear your kindness and be drawn to your love and come and fall on their knees and worship you hallelujah so good. Yes, Lord. I pray the benediction on everyone here, Lord. I pray your spirit be with us. That we will just hunger and thirst after your righteousness. So that we will be filled, Lord. 
Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.